Welcome to the Young Adults for Christ podcast. Thank you for joining us. So guys, today's our first podcast and Brett and I are super excited to be recording this with you guys or with with each other. But I, I guess. guess we are recording it with them because they're listening. Yeah. We just recorded it a bit earlier. Yeah, we heard it a bit earlier, <laughs> should we say. <laughs> yeah, so I think from our side, we, we're excited to be coming together to, to put this podcast together yeah. and to just discuss biblical things like cool things with you guys nah it's gonna be good and so before we uh we'll get into a little bit about ourselves in a in a bit uh we can introduce ourselves in a second but before we even do that this podcast i guess like why this podcast what is this podcast seb yeah so i think this podcast comes from from brett and i having a discussion about young adults and like resources that that were available for them and we we just felt that there weren't many around, especially for the young adults in our communities. So we, we put it together to have biblical conversations and speak to other young adults that are in the working world, that are doing things for the kingdom, that are just yeah cool young adults doing things for Jesus, you know? Because I think we all forget that we can do cool things for Jesus wherever we are. That's what we're here for, right? Yeah. No, that's good, man. So yeah, this podcast chance for us to dig into some things uh, and figure out what it means to be a Christian in South Africa, uh, wrestling with our faith and living our faith out. So it's Seb, who are you? Who am I? Wow. I'm Sebastian. There you go. And Otherwise um, known as Seabass. Seabass by him, you know, and he's got a picture <laughs> of a fish on, my, on his phone about me. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, I think I'm a, a, normal, a normal guy from Santon. Born and raised in in the north of Joburg, and yeah, I think came to know Christ over over my whole life, I guess, and just have a burning to to do His work and to grow with Him and help others to grow with Him. Yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, and Betty, who are you? <laughs> my show notes say, "Talk about yourself." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Brett, uh, Brett France. Uh, I, I'm a pastor here at Rosebank Union Church. That's where we were recording this out of. Um, I definitely wasn't always a Christian. Uh, brought up in a Christian home with Christian ethics and all the good stuff. Went to a Christian school. Um, but when I left school, I had the chance to make the decision for myself. And I thought, nah, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. And through a few um, different uh, things that happened in my life, some stuff I'm sure we'll get into throughout the podcast, I just felt this missing thing in my life. I was pursuing um, joy, happiness, life, um, but I was looking in the wrong places. And uh, once I got invited to church, met a whole lot of awesome people, got introduced to the gospel, heard about Jesus and what he'd done for me. Uh, that changed my life. I uh, got baptized in June of 2012 here at Rosemary Union Church. I was studying a BCom accounting. After my undergrad, I thought, hang on, I'm not an accountant. I don't want to do this. So switched and started studying theology. Uh, yeah, and then while I was studying, studying theology, I worked here at the church as an intern um, and basically just put my hand up to do whatever I could. Uh, after my theology, got a job here to work as the Sundays coordinator, helped pull Sundays together. And as of this year, I uh, became the young adults, well, no, not the young adults, the next-gen pastor. And that means I get to oversee our generational ministries. So that's kids ministry, youth ministry, and then young adults um, obviously, there's a great team uh, that helped me do this. I could not do all those <laughs> ministries by myself. So we've got people, if you've, you know Rosemary Union, you'll know how amazing Ansane is, who oversees our kids' ministry. Um, Ryan, uh, Ryan Jones, who oversees our youth ministry. And then myself and Riz oversee the 
next gen, uh, the, the young adults. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, married to a wonderful wife, uh, Marilyn, France. Uh, she is the absolute bum. All good things about my life stem from two places, Jesus Christ and Marilyn. <laughs> no, uh, very much in love. Been married for about two years and uh, just really having a good time with her. Love my job here at the church. And yeah, very keen to see what God does with this podcast as we explore uh, topics together, Seb. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you could have seen the smile on his face when he started speaking about Marilyn, I think he really does love her. Yeah. Oh, bro, she's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, let's do this. Uh, who is Young Adults for Christ? For So Young Adults for Christ, that's a, it's a brand. You started yeah. an, an NPO, didn't you? Yeah, so Young Adults for Christ, I think, started in my brain in October 2019, mm. just before COVID. And yeah, I think it just stemmed from a place of being able to serve in so many places and having the wonderful opportunities that we have at Rosebank Union and then going into a space like Red Frogs where many other churches, or not many other churches, many other young adults come come in and they serve. We all serve together as one body and realizing there that not everyone has the same opportunities as we do at Rosebank Union with the same staff like our missions coordinators and all those mm-hmm. that we have here at Rosebank Union. I mean, Jenny Curtins does an amazing job of, of getting us wherever we want. <laughs> I mean, if we wanted to go to outer Cambodia, we tell her she'll get us Rick to outer Cambodia. Jenny will send you so quickly, careful. If she hears this, you're going. Yeah, so <laughs> you see, that's the problem. Like, that's how awesome it is to be at Rosebank. But the opportunity didn't really go further than Rosebank mm. because not all churches have the facility to to have a Jenny Curtains okay. on, on staff. So I saw the opportunity, or not the opportunity, I saw the, the need for for someone, something like that within the communities. Mm. And I've really felt within that that God wasn't calling us to, to leave Africa because we all placed where we are for a reason. And Young Adults for Christ being founded and, and formed here in South Africa, I feel like if if we were going to send people anywhere, if it was on long, short term, whatever type of missions, if it was just connecting them with someone, I wouldn't want to connect, or uh, not that I wouldn't want to, but mm-hmm. I feel like a connection within Africa would be so much better because, I mean, we placed here for a reason, right? We're not, we don't just, we're not just here. Yeah. We weren't just plopped here by mistake. For so, sure. and Africa's got such a need to know Christ, just like the West does, you know? But yeah, and I think one thing that I want to say and something I f- believe strongly about is Young Adults for Christ is not a church. Mm. It's an organization pulling us alongside churches, helping churches to grow their young adults yeah. and to send their young adults if need be. Yeah. Now that's really good, man. I, I, I remember you coming to me with this idea. And I mean, I thought you were crazy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Many people do. <laughs> yeah, more, you are crazy, but it's just in a different way. And um, yeah, I remember just thinking, I remember feeling the need as well. Where, so Red Frogs, if for those of you who don't know, is this, this organization that we serve with, where we go into party environments and our heart is to just safeguard this generation of young people um, to you know, the future doctors, lawyers, all that kind of stuff. As the guys are partying at music festivals or matric rage or O-week events, sometimes they make decisions which negatively impact their lives. And so we want to just be there to assist and love them in that space. Um, 
And yeah, just, uh, when we look at Jesus Christ, we see him incarnating himself in the world, stepping towards us and coming to meet us in our need. And so it is that kind of love and incarnational ministry that sends us from churches to go serve with the red frogs and go and just incarnate ourselves into spaces and love and care for people. And if we get to share the gospel, that's where the money's at, you know. Yeah. You get to invite people to come into church. And I mean, that was very much my life, you know, searching for life in that kind of scene. Um, I just think red frogs didn't exist because I'm a bit old. Well, it didn't exist at least in South Africa. <laughs> I just missed it at my rage. Um, anyways, so, yeah, but what I often found is after that, you know, kind of once you're a student, once you finish being a student and life gets a bit busy and you just become the young adult, you know, the young working professional attending your church, not yet kids, maybe not yet married, um, all married with our kids. Um, but, yeah, you saw that in that young season of life. Um, serving opportunities, uh, yeah, they were maybe a bit difficult to find. And so when you came to this idea and said, what if like Young Adults for Christ was the next step? Mm. So after we've ignited this passion within these students, these young people to go out and serve and love this generation of young people through Red Frogs, what if after that we're like, hey, you want to keep serving? You want to keep like taking the love of Jesus to people? We know some people in Africa through our missionaries, uh, through the church we'll send you to them, you know? And so like, I, that were, I think that's what got me so excited. You're like, what if it's the next step uh, to keep people going, to keep that fire burning for, uh, for God's kingdom? So I'm, I'm super stoked that you came up with it. I'm super stoked that you had the, the passion, the dream, the desire, the drive to do something about it. And I'm excited to see what God will do with it. Yeah, and hopefully we can get into Africa as soon as possible. <laughs> I mean, we had... We had our first trip planned for the end of this month. Yeah, James, who's in studio with us right now, he's behind the camera monitoring everything. James is from Malawi, yeah, um, and he is just the most incredible man. We call him actually King James around here because he can do all, like pretty much anything. Jeep is anything. <laughs> um, and so James is going to help us. Yeah, we yeah. were going to go. When did you? It was September. It yeah? was the end of this month. September, yeah, it was the end of this yeah. month. We were going to go to Malawi with James, meet up with our missionaries in Malawi. Uh, James is going to help us with translations, and we were just going to go meet people and just see like. We, we want to know more like yeah. about your culture, about what you believe about God. And I was so stoked. And I here mean, we are. We're still stuck in South Africa because we're a red-listed country. <laughs> no one wants us. <laughs> <laughs> what can we do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think coming off that, I think I've found that in the middle of this pandemic, yeah. I think I've felt, I've felt the urge to serve, hmm. but I think serving has been such a, a difficult space because for instance I think back nearly 12 months now to to when we spoke about actually physically going to rage last year as red frogs mm. and I think the initial was is it a wise decision yeah praying about it feeling cool I, I should go going having a blast but then getting COVID mm. like that wasn't I guess we all subconsciously behind everything knew we were going to get COVID going in, but I think actually it physically happening was a shock. And then it puts a dampener on serving because I think now a year later preparing for what could be a rage um, happening at the end of the year, thinking about red frogs, thinking, should we go mm. or should I go personally? Yeah. Like it's hard. To, it's not hard, but it's, it's back to that beginning stage. Should I go? Is it wise? I know I'm going to get COVID. This time I have 100% surety I'll probably get it, even though I'm vaccinated. 
So like, how would you say we deal with serving within a pandemic? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think, I think the pandemic has forced us all to reconsider and relook at life. I mean, I've taken a lot of learnings out of it. Um, it's been like a hard reset which is for the world, you know, and often like new organizations or new churches or people in their lives will like reset a year and take the year off to do whatever. Or, But the whole world for the first time in, I don't know, since the, I don't know, Spanish plague or something. Yeah, <laughs> since the Spanish flu back in yeah, the Yeah, 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 Spanish flu. There you go. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor or a historian, but we've been forced to really reset and rethink a lot about our lives and i think there's been a lot of good that's come out of that but then there's also a lot of negative i think when i look at particularly young people our age um who have now been forced out of routine um and into kind of a work from home get it done mentality uh which thrives well for some people but uh, as the world um kind of keeps moving towards a level living out um a postmodern life. Um, what happens with that is there's a move towards individualism. Uh, individualistic truth is truth. Um, and so the, what the pandemic's done negatively, it's forced us back inside, uh, out of community, away from each other. And so we've actually become even more individualistic. We've just kind of sped up the process of becoming individ like individuals. And I think that is so counter the gospel because the gospel calls us to lay down our cross and follow Christ daily. It calls us to step out into difficult places, places we may get hurt, places we may lose our lives for Christ. That's what God calls us to. And so serving in a pandemic has actually never been more difficult because number one, I'm afraid. I don't want to yeah. get COVID. You know, like when you went to rage. Also, I was like, oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> Yo, man, COVID was rough. I felt awful. But would I do it again? Yes. Uh, would I be a little bit safer? I don't really know how I could be safer. I was wearing my mask as much as possible. Like we sanitized. I felt like my hands were going to fall off. Yeah. I sanitized so much. Like I don't know what else to do to be safer um, other than trusting in God and stepping out in faith with wisdom attached to the way I step out. And so serving in a pandemic has never been more difficult because all of a sudden the government says we shouldn't be gathering and rightly so, we wanna, you know, we wanna flatten the curve. Um, but then at the same time, I'm quite used to really staying in my home and doing what I want, when I want, how I want. No. And so now you're calling me, not only to come to a gathering that's limited to whatever many people, which there now is a um, potential for a spread, but, I don't want to leave my home. So either, regardless of the fear of coming to an event, I'm just selfish. I've yeah. learned how to be selfish over the last kind of 18 months and I don't want to do stuff that I don't want to do. And that's so counter the gospel because we just, we call to like lay down our lives and follow Christ. If Christ calls me to go, I don't know, reach people in a foreign land, I've got to do that. But my life is comfortable, man. There's so much yeah. to give up. You know, so like, I think serving in a pandemic has never been, well, serving has never been more difficult because of the pandemic. And so there's a lot of extra kind of, I think, faith that we need to have in God, a lot of extra um, trust in knowing that this life that I have is not my own, it's God's. And this world that I live in is not my own. I'm not the king of my world. I cannot control things. God controls things. And so I will be reasonably cautious. I will be wise 
but I need to step out and serve wherever the church needs me, wherever uh, NPOs, like say Rays of Hope, need me, wherever there is need, I need to step towards that and trust God. Yeah, that's so good because, yeah, like you say, I think, I think we discussed it in a in a conversation before you yourself and myself um, about this. We've kind of gone on an endeavor to comfortability, yeah, and moved away from like stepping out because mm. comf- we all want to be comfortable. I mean, that's what the world calls us or teaches us, right? They get a good job, get lots of money, get a nice house. Buy a nice car, have nice friends, yeah. do cool things, but don't step into a place of uncomfortability. So don't mm. go to Afghanistan in the middle of the Taliban takeover. Mm. But as Christians, are we not called to then step into Afghanistan, hypothetically step mm-hmm. into Afghanistan and help in the situation like that? And I think the answer would be yes, but also no, because we can, but then we can get killed, but we call to, like, even if we get persecuted, still love Christ, yeah. right? Well, yeah, I say, like, it's both and, right? So I'm not going to just hop on a plane and fly to Afghanistan and be like, hey, guys, I'm here to help. What can I do? Because <laughs> I have no means to help you. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, I have no means. But there, there may be means. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like, Doctors Without Borders, you yeah. know, like, those people are phenomenal or uh, Gift of the Givers. So there are avenues to step out. And I, and I, I think we as Christians need to be looking for those avenues yeah. to step out. So if it's your local church, inviting people, you know, welcoming people at the door and spraying hands to sanitize, if, if that's like the best that you can do, then do it. Yeah. Step out. If, if the best you can do is just showing up for church, do that. And I think as we continually step out and we see God's faithfulness, then you're right. We will probably start stepping into more and more dangerous places because that's what God has called us to do. Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations. Teach them, baptize them. And so I can't do that really from watching Netflix at home. <laughs> yeah. Know? Get off the couch, be uncomfortable and step out. Trust God. You may lose your life. You may be beheaded or COVID might kill you. Genuinely, like yeah. that may happen. But nothing is promised. Nothing is promised except the presence of God with us as we go. That is the blessing of God. Yeah, and sure, to sit in that I think is amazing. I mean, the privilege that God has given us to to go on mission for Him is just, it's immense. And I think we kind of forget about it in our pursuit of comfortability. Yo, man, there's a there's a song I've been listening to on repeat. Uh, it's comes uh, there's another amazing podcast that I've been listening to. It's called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill Church, and there's like an opening song from King's Kaleidoscope. It's called Sticks and Stones. And it opens with a couple of one-liners as the song goes. And um, uh, how does it go? Was I, was I chasing convenience is like one line. And I just thought, you know, similar to a comfort thing. I'm like, Yo, is that what I'm chasing? Am I chasing convenience? Uh, you know, I've become a pastor now. Am I just happy with a convenient life, a comfortable life? Or like, is there more to life? And I, I mean, I know there is, but these are just like ex- existential questions I'm wrestling with. Um, and so that line's really been sticking with me. Like, what am I chasing here? Convenience or Jesus? Am I in, like, am I pursuing him to the depths of his heart? Because if you do, your life will be inconvenient. And you have to be willing for that to happen. Yeah, I think 
we also had that discussion once upon a time, and I think that's a it's a discussion we can have on another, have another podcast. One. Yeah. Anyway, this was the intro. This was like, hey, this is the kind of <laughs> stuff we're gonna be discussing. So yeah, I guess that's the point of this podcast is really to put a mic in front of us. We're gonna do a bit of research. We're gonna try to figure some stuff out, and then come and just have a discussion um, as we go. And so yeah. I'm really excited to see what God does with this. Yeah, and see which what questions come out of comments and things like that. So I think if you guys have any comments, questions, there's a camera there. Yeah. You guys can put it in the comments and then we'll either answer it in the comments or we'll we'll actually pose the question on one of the podcasts together yeah. one week because this is this is what we're here for. We're here to to have those conversations, those hard conversations that that most people don't want to step into. Mm. There's a few topics that we've both looked at on on the spreadsheet of topics we've come up with for for a couple of the podcasts until we until we've got questions from from viewers, um, and I mean we look at them and we we scared to do them, but uh, we're willing to step into I'm that terrified. space. <laughs> but yeah, so thank you for listening to this first podcast. It's been it's been cool to to have this discussion, and yeah, we'll see you. Well, you'll see us in two weeks. <laughs> Shots. Cheers, yeah. guys. Cheers, guys.